in today's show, we're looking at categorical scarcity. You guys asked for it. I was going to do it next week, but we're going to put it here. Instead, looking at what categories go when in drafts. Michael Bolton, he always goes number one. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Yesterday we hit 50,000 subs on YouTube, so thank you to everyone. Next goal is 100. I don't think we'll get there this season, but you never know. That'd be great if we could. Um, Bus and sleepers videos are out. People are going, oh man, you never do points leagues. Four or five days ago, there was a points league bus video and a points league sleeper video. So that's happened. Don't worry. There's plenty of points league stuff coming. But at, at the moment, I'm still get 70%, 75% of the audience's category leagues. Um, but I reckon 65, 70% of the stuff that I do uh, is, is for all leagues anyway. We're in the middle of our 12 mock draft run. Yes, there will be another Roto mock draft. There'll probably be another auction mock draft. And there definitely will be at least another points league mock draft, at least one more of those coming as well. We're going to do a pick three mock draft later today. Keep an eye out on my Twitter account for um, notice of when that goes up. I don't know when it'll be. And it might actually be after you listen to this, but that notification will go out for pick three. That's enough of that. We're going to talk... um, we're going to talk uh, categorical scarcity. Yeah, because that's what we're here to do. Now, I think what's important to note with this is what I did was I used the Yahoo ADPs. And you know, the order of those guys of where people are on average getting drafted to work out stats available in each round. That's not how it's always going to go, of course, but just give us a rough idea. The thing that is important to note with this, and we'll go do it as we go through it, is that you'll see some stats that are abundant at times, and then they fall off. And often that means that to be competitive in those numbers, you need to be attacking them at this particular point. There are different ways to approach that strategy, and I am going to talk about that as we go through it as well. One of the things I I did have highlighted over many shows is with the injury to Robert Williams, with the uncertainty of Miles Turner's situation, um, with the injury to Jaron Jackson, is that blocks can be really hard to get. You're going to see as we go through this, blocks are actually, they're available. You can get blocks in spots, but the problem is, is those blocks come with gigantic negatives in many other categories. So while theoretically you can compete in blocks, you end up throwing away multiple other categories. And you'll see how that changes as drafts go on. I hope that makes sense. It will be cleared up as we go through it a little bit more. So, warning as Obi comes in the room. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the voice, it's back. We're cracking. We can gilly it up. All right. So, this is a universal truth. I guess that sounds wanky, but... That's what I'm trying to say, is that if you don't get points early in a draft, forget it. Like, forget it. The top scorers in the NBA are all concentrated at the top of fantasy drafts. Remember, I'm doing this based on Yahoo ADP. Excuse me, my little dog wants to come up on my lap because he's uh, sad for something. There he is, the big fella. You can't see him on the screen. Do you want to come up on the screen? There you go. Say hi. Hello there. All right, come down. Um, Points. If you don't get them early... You can't get them. And you're going to see that 
all the way through at the end of every round. Finding players who score is the hardest thing to do. That's not true. Finding players who score well is the hardest thing to do. Everybody is going to score. Theoretically, you can get points from Robert Covington. It might be five a game. But the problem is, is to be even average in a fantasy league, even average in points scored in a fantasy league, you need to average 17 points per game, basically, across everybody. And when you're getting someone that averages five, well, just think about that. You need another player that scores 31 to balance it out, right? So while we will get guys, like this guy scores 10 points, that's still points. That is true. And you can get a little bit of value from streaming those guys in, but you need to get it really quite high to have value. It's actually, maybe it's not 17. I think it's maybe uh, 16 points on average you need to get to be, if you average 17 and a half to 18 points, you're fairly competitive in the points category across a team of 13 players in a standard 12-team league, of course. So this is all what we're talking about here. Um, I did mention at the start, talk about points leagues. This has no relevance to points leagues whatsoever. None. Forget it. If you're in a points league, thanks for watching. I'll see you on the next show. This has no relevance. As I just tell you that most shows do have relevance. This one doesn't. So points are gone early. Assists, they're gone early as well, and it's going to get rougher for assists. They're the two things that you have to notice. Now, there are ways to do this. If you want to compete in the points category, if you want to compete in the assist category, you have to you have to build them early. You have to build them early. And that's when you see I do mock drafts. I'll often reach for a scorer or an assist guy because I know I can fill out some of my other categories later and we'll talk about it later. Things like even free throw percentage, but steals, blocks to a degree, um, a field goal, a threes definitely. I can get them later on at points and assist efficiencies, but I've built my points and assists up so high early on, I've got that ability to do it. If you haven't built them up early, so if you're taking, say, in that first round of players, you're taking, um, or second round, or Chris Paul, really good at assists, but your points are hurting, and it's really hard to come back from that. The other guys in the first round, like even a Tyrese Halliburton, who we know is a really popular pick, you're almost pushing yourself into a punt. Look, he might average 20 points a game. He might average 19 and a half, but... Everyone else, in terms of standard scores, like he might be at 0.6, and everyone else in the first round's at 2, 2.2, 2.4. The only other one who's a little bit lower in my projections in first round scoring is Lamello and Harden. They're a little bit lower there, but Halliburton is by far the lowest guy out of my top 15 in terms of projected points scored. And then in second round guys, you've got guys like DeJounte Murray, Chris Paul, um, Jimmy Butler, Fred Van Vliet, Drew Holiday, these guys here. If they're the guys that you're putting together, you are not going to compete in points, right? And, and the same goes with assists. Now, you can, there's a lot of assists in the first round, but that's what I mean. All of these guys, like James Harden, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Trey Young, Tyrese Halliburton, Nikola Jokic, these are all assist guys going off the board early in round one. And if you don't get them, good luck. Like it's, there are ways you can chip at it and chip at it, but basically you need to start targeting assists almost every round to keep it competitive. If you end up in the first round drafting um, Giannis or KD, who's still okay at it, but not ideal, or, or Tatum, or you grab Towns, or you grab Kawhi in the second round or whatever. Like they're not terrible, terrible at it, but you're at a disadvantage massively. The other thing that after round one is harder to build up is free throw percentage, but... There's that that's that's interesting because later in the draft you can get some good free throw guys. It becomes these three point specialists, the scoring guys who offer nothing else who hit their free throws well, and you can start to build it back up. The other theory part of this is is that 
you know, if, you, if you're going to compete in points and assists, you've got to do it early. But because that's going to be the case and these categories are going to go off the board, often success is found by punting those categories. Now, punting points is a hard thing to get your head around because you're getting guys who don't appear to be great contributors. And it's completely antithetical to how you would draft in a points league where these guys who have got, oh, Jai, he's great. He's averaging 27 points per game. But, you know, in, in, you can get value from someone similar in a, in a punt point situation who averages 14 points a game or, or 16 points a game. Because of the scarcity of points and the scarcity of assists through the draft and points in particular, assists are one of the most scarce categories until a bit later where you can get some later assist value. So it's not, not hope is not all lost there. But if you do just disregard those early as everyone else is trying to build them up, you can grab some categories like rebounds and blocks right, which appear relatively abundant, but once we hit round eight or nine, they go, they, they, they disappear. And then everyone else is going, I, I need rebounds. And there's no one there, right? And then at the end of the draft, the scarcity of assists, it drops a little bit. You get, there's a little bit more assists available. There are a little bit more free throws available. There are some scorers available in those last couple of rounds when everyone's going, oh, I need, re- I need boards, I need blocks, and those guys aren't there. So that can be a decent draft strategy is going in and maybe disregarding those categories early because everyone else is chasing them and building up your rebounds and blocks. And then you can sort of build a bit of assist. I did that somewhat yesterday in my uh, pick two mock draft, whereas I, I, got some, I got some assists earlier at times, but I was also able to get some steals and got that guys later. But I built my rebounds and blocks up and field goal percentage up so high that I didn't have to worry when the scramble came later on because it does drop off. I hope that makes sense. In terms of what's abundant after the first one, there's a lot, those numbers next to it, by the way, if you are watching on video, that's just the relative scarcity. And you'll see those numbers. The more negative the number, the harder that category is to find. So you can see just how big the difference is between the scarcity of points and assists and then down to free throws. Steals are quite abundant early on. There's not many gigantic steals guys in the first round. Um, You'll see a lot of the steals start to go in round two, but there's not many massive, massive steals guys. There's some solid ones, but not many massive ones. Blocks are relatively abundant. There's no big shot blockers that go in round one. Embiid's the best of them. And even that, he's not a gigantic, gigantic blocks guy. Um, And field goal percentage is relatively abundant early. Because again, a lot of those guys, with the exception of Giannis uh, and Jokic, there's a lot of negative contributors in field goal percentage in that first round. But I tell you what's not a negative contributor. That is Built Bar. It is, of course, the best tasting protein bar ever. And they've got their new thing, the Puffs which is like this marshmallow, chewy center goodness thing. And the new flavor, indulgent cookie dough. Not just cookie dough, but absolutely indulgent cookie dough. So you sit there and you indulge it and you you stroke your chin, you rub your belly, you go, ooh, I'm indulging. But you're doing it with low calories, low fat, low sugar, low carbs, but high in protein, which is an awesome, awesome thing. Whether that is as a healthy treat, whether it's a snack, whether it's a post-workout protein boost, Built Bar has everything you can eat. And like all Built Bars and all Built Puffs, these are covered in 100% real chocolate. So get yourself some Built Bars and you can do it for 15% off. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and that'll save you 15% off your order of delicious, indulgent Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. All right, so let's go back to where we sat at the end of round one. Just give you a bit of an idea, especially if you are watching this on video, to see how it transitions across. Um, You'll see that the relative scarcity of points and assists increases. So they become harder to find 
And the value of steals, a lot of high steals guys goes in around two, drops significantly. Field goal percentage is relatively abundant. We'll bring, oh, didn't mean to push that button. Um, points become scarce. Assists become more scarce. Free throw percentage becomes a little bit more available after round two. And then blocks do become um, valuable. Not true. Blocks do become abundant based on Yahoo ADP after round two. That's because there's only really at this point in Yahoo ADP one solid block guy going in round two, and that's Anthony Davis. Everyone else who's going in this range, Lillard, Halliburton, um, Irving, well, I said hi, Halliburton for round one. Sorry, he's a he's a round two ADP at Yahoo at the moment. Halliburton, Irving, um, Booker, Davis, Morant, DeJounte, Paul George, Anthony Edwards, Bam Adebayo, DeMontis Sabonis. None of those guys are good shot blockers. Right? None of them are. A lot of shot blocking is interesting as well. You're going to see blocks appear on the abundant list a lot. There are very few guys who contribute to it though. There are only a few high block guys. And again, only a few who do it without really hurting in multiple areas. But they are still available after round two. There are not many shot blockers that go in these first two rounds. The best shot blocker according to ADP in round one and two is Anthony Davis. And then it is Joel Embiid and Giannis. Like, there's not that many good shot blockers that go in this area. But again, points are the hard category to find. Early on, assists are becoming hard as well. So if you're pivoting away from that, when everyone's going that way, there are other things you can pick up. There are other things you can pick up. So let's see what changes if we head to round three. You'll see the value of assists. The scarcity of assists increases. It becomes harder to find. Points becomes a little bit easier. A little bit easier. Um, Free throws are still a negative. Blocks are abundant. But you noticed after round one, steals were the most abundant category. After round three, they're, they're not. They're right in the middle. They're sort of not necessarily lacking, but they're not necessarily abundant. So they've gone off a lot in those three rounds, so they become harder to get. And you'll see that threes start to appear on this list of abundant stats because there are a lot of high-volume three-point shooters in the first couple of rounds. But in round three, based on ADP, there's a lot of guys who don't shoot threes that go off the board, meaning that a lot of the other three-point shooters come later. Because you've got Gobert, you've got Jimmy Butler, you've got Siakam, you've got DeRozan, you've got Aiton, you've got Vooch, you've got Chris Paul. The only high-volume three-point shooter really that goes at the moment on Yahoo in round three is Van Vliet. So, um, you know, if you aren't, like, the the threes there, they're not, they're not flying off the board and their abundance starts to become more apparent later on. So we still have blocks available. Again, in round three, there's only one decent shot blocker who's going off the board, and that's Gobert. So there are other guys who block shots later on. But so much of the value of that blocks category is tied into like single players. And part of the reason why I am so interested in that punt block situation this year is because two of the biggest contributors are injured in Jaron Jackson and Rob Williams. And that's going to have a real impact on the overall impact of that category. So at the end of round three, we see that points are still the hardest. And that's honestly, through every round, points is the hardest thing to find. If you don't get them, you're in trouble. You, you got to get them or else you're punting it pretty much. If you're getting these low scorers, you're in real strife. And that's what I talked about in the mock draft yesterday. Even if you're drafting an average point scorer in round nine or 10, that's so useful because so many other people are going to be drafting well below average point scorers. So your number for points might stay the same and theirs starts to come down and plummet, increasing your relative strength in that category. If you just keep drafting 16 point per game scorers you know, to keep that number higher, some guys might have drafted 20 point per game guys earlier, but then they're getting like 12 point guys, 11 point guys, 
Dorian Finney-Smiths and Robert Covingtons and Draymond Greens and Al Horfords, yeah, who are just dropping their average tremendously, making your numbers stronger in comparison. So after round three, blocks are, are the most abundant category. 1.54 is the relative strength of that because we're waiting for guys like Evan Mobley, Miles Turner, Jaron Jackson, Christas Puzingas to go off the board. And you'll see that those guys do go off the board on Yahoo in the next round, which is the end of round four. What's the um, value like? Well, points, it's it's real. After round four, it's so hard now. Like, look at that that number, that scarcity number, negative 2.8. It's the biggest number it's been at. It's so hard to get them. Assists are up there. But what you'll notice is the free throw percentage was becoming a bit harder to get early on. It's not anymore. It's not actually a negative scarcity category. So we can find some good free throw shooters later on. And blocks went from 1.54 down to 1.14 because in that round, we had a lot of those shot blockers go. Evan Mobley, Miles Turner, Kristaps Porzingis, um, Jared Allen are all fourth round guys. So they're all going off the board in that area. Right? And if you got Gobert in round three, getting another one of those guys in round four really boosts you, you up there. Um, and it's going to make it hard for others to come back. But that is, you see that block number drop. Threes becoming more abundant, and field goal percentage is still, you can get some field goal percentage, guys. But again, a spoiler tip, field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks after about round nine and 10, the abundance drops. It drops way off. So if we, we talk about getting points and assists early. If you don't get rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage in the middle rounds, at the end, it's, it's hard. It's, you really, it's hard to find those numbers. And that's what sometimes is hard to understand about doing a fantasy draft. Why I do so many mock drafts to show how this stuff works um, and how that scarcity changes. Hope that makes sense. Um, Let's look at round five. The value of points, again, hard to find. Negative 2.22. It's getting harder and harder. Assists are up there. These are the two categories that are hard to find at this point after 60 picks in a draft. Blocks are still sitting there as relatively abundant because no, in that round, there was not many shot blockers that went off the board on average. Christian Wood goes off the board there, John Collins, but they're not huge block guys. But Rob Williams is still there. Yucca Pirtle is still there. Um, Clint Capella is still there. Jaron Jackson is still there. Mitch Robinson is still there. They are still there, but all of those guys, Jaron Jackson injury, Rob Williams injury, Mitchell Robinson free throw percentage injury, scoring lack as well with him, Capella free throws, all of these guys who do help you in blocks are going to hurt in so many other areas. So you're, you're efficient and your non-detrimental shot blockers, it's been harder to get those guys. And again, the injury to Jaron really hurts. But threes are still abundant and field goal percentage is still abundant. You'll notice we just haven't really seen rebounds on this list at all anymore. They're sort of not really lacking, but they're not super abundant. But you're going to see them appear soon. And you've got to be able to know that that's going to happen to prepare for it. Um, round six, what happens there? Well, of course, it's still points and assists that are lacking about at a similar level to where we were before. Blocks, the value is coming a little bit down. Steals are becoming more abundant, and you're going to see this later on as well. Remember, they were abundant after round one. They disappeared as a bunch of steals guys went in rounds two and three, and now there's a little bit more value of some steals guys later. Um, and threes are obviously still abundant. So we're looking at in this round here, um, the the shot blocking drop because that's 
the ADP of Rob Williams. He probably goes later in most drafts. It's the ADP of Jakob Pertl. It's the ADP of the Delicate Dancer, Alperen Shingun. Oops. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Your Nurkic, if he sees an increase in block numbers, he goes off the board around this area as well. Um, but you also get some guys who don't block shots. Brunson and D'Angelo Russell, who are quite bad at that category. Jalen Green is going off in this area as well. But there's not really no steals guys at all go off in this in this round of a draft. So they do become a little bit abundant later on. The end of round seven, it's the same. I'm not going to talk about what lacks. It's points and assists. It's points and assists until it's not. But at the moment, it's still points and assists. Like they are really, really hard to find. It's never going to be easy to find points, but it does become easier to find assists later on. And blocks are still, still, there's still some available. Steals are becoming abundant and threes are becoming more abundant. We're starting to see that stuff, stuff change at the end of round seven. So this is the round, according to Yahoo ADP, the Capella goes off. Um, Jeremy Grant, Wendell Carter, Draymond Green goes off the board there as well uh, in that round. So let's look at re- end of round eight. Yeah, let's look at end of round eight. Points. Still harder to find, but look at that. Rebounds starting to creep in. Eight rounds in, and now rebounds are a scarce commodity. And the value of blocks, which if I just... I'm going to flick it back over so you can see it. Blocks went from 1.11, right? Abundance to 0.77. They're gone. Rebounds are gone. Blocks are gone. Field goal percentage is not on the abundance list anymore. Free throw percentage is jumping up. We're getting steals. The scarcity of assists is coming down a bit. We can get some assist guys here. At the value of steals and free throws, they're becoming more abundant later on. But the big man numbers, field goals, rebounds, and blocks, they're becoming harder to find after round eight. Points is always going to be a problem. And we go again. Round nine. Points are hard. Assists are hard. Rebounds are hard. Blocks are still sitting there, but steals value is improving. Free throw percentage is improving. The, uh, the ability to get steals and free throws is improving. Interestingly, the ability of, at the end of round nine of getting steals and free throws is actually easier to get those after round nine than it is to get quality three-pointers, which is not how it's going to last, but that's where it sits at that point. In round 10, look at this. The scarcity of assists and rebounds, it's basically the same after round 10. So... You're getting the and blocks went from being in the abundant list. Let's put it back up again. In the top of the abundant list after round nine, to not there at all. They're gone. That's it. Rebounds, blocks, free, field goals gone. Steals are super abundant. Free throws super abundant. Three super abundant. And you saw the scarcity of assists decrease. They become more available. So guards later on are the ones who are available there. So if you haven't built up big men by round nine, round 10, getting a good one later, it's Brooke Lopez, JaVale McGee. It's taking flyers on guys. Walker Kessler. Like it's hard. It's hard to get them. After round 11, points, assists, rebounds. They're the hard things to find. The things that are easy to find, steals, free throws, threes. Now, a lot of the steals guys are steal specialists can hurt you in other areas. It's Herb Jones. It's Alex Caruso. Um, who else goes in, in this area that's a good steals guy that you can find later on? Like uh, I said, Caruso. Um, D'Anthony Melton's a good steals guy. You get Bob Covington. Um, Jared Vanderbilt's a good steals guy. You can get these players later, but there's so many deficiencies in their game that, that it can hurt, but steals can be found if you're willing to deal with or you've built up 
the value of those negative categories. Um, and then what am I looking at here? Hmm. I think I lost one of my slides. I'm gonna go find it. You're not gonna know that unless I told you, which I did. Al. All right, so let's move on to the end of round 12. I, I, was, I wasn't gonna do end of round 12, but I thought we'd do it anyway. Um, points, again, but second most hardest category to find, rebounds. It's overtaken assists, which is really interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting to see um, that change in that area. So you're talking about, yeah, maybe you get a Bones Highland, a Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kyle Anderson, Jaden Ivey, Karis Levert, John Wall, Cole Anthony. Some help in assists there. Yeah, detrimental in other areas. But rebounds, there's just not many guys. Like it's Andre Drummond, Steve Adams, and deal with his lack of scoring and free throws. And then available steals, a lot of free throw percentage available, interestingly enough, or, or solid enough free throw percentage available. Not necessarily big contributors, but enough to give you a bit of a boost. Dylan Brooks, Cole Anthony, Jordan Clarkson, the man on the street himself. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Um, and then threes are abundant as well. So that, that's intriguing. And then after a draft, now this, of course, is going to vary depending on who picks who. This is just based on Yahoo ADP. It was the best way to do it. When you hit the waiver wire, 156 players have been drafted. Points are hard, right? Meaningful contributors in points are hard to get. You can stream them in. And if you've got unlimited streaming, you can find points. They're available. But they're the hardest category to find in good numbers. Then it's rebounds. Hard to stream it. And that's why also why I hate double-doubles is because double-doubles are a finite resource. They're also a binary category. It's either a one or a zero, which I hate as a category. It's my second most hated category after free throws made. Um, and people ask, well, hey, why do you hate free throws made? I'll tell you why. What's a free throw made? It's a point. You hit a free throw, you get a point. So why should a free throw made be counted in the points category and then also count as one in another category? Why are they more valuable than hitting a jumper? Than hitting Now, uh, there is, I know there's incongruity with me talking about that and three-pointers made as a category. I hate three-pointers made as a category as well, but it's there as a standard so everyone looks at it. I, instead of adding in a dumb category like free throws made. Um, Double-doubles, again, it's binary. You can't just go and grab double-double guys off the, re, off the wave wire. They don't exist. There's a limited amount of those players. What makes a 10 and 10 game more valuable for fantasy than an 18 and 9 game? It, sh it shouldn't be the case. Anyway, so points and rebounds are hardest to get off the wire in good quantities and enough to influence your, your team unless you've just got unlimited ads. Then assists. And the things that you can stream in, steals are a low volume thing, right? If you get 40 steals a week in a standard matchup, you usually go 45, maybe. You're usually going to be all right. And they available. You can get some free throw influences. It's going to be lowish volume, so it depends who you got earlier. But you can get it. And then threes, obviously, are a great streaming thing. But you'll notice that blocks are gone. Hard to get the blocks, even though they're low volume. It is hard to find shot blockers who don't kill you in other areas. And you'll see that. What's the other category we're missing there? Field goal percentage. So you see the trend. Points and assists are hard, very hard early. Guard stats disappear early. But later on, rebounds, blocks, field goals all disappear. So you can buck the trend. Not chase points and assists early. Go for some big man numbers because they're not going to be found later on. And then maybe you do help to bolster your assists as people super chase things. Like, oh, I've got to get Adams because I need rebounds. And then their free throws drop. And then their um, three-pointers drop. And their scoring drop. And you've got a nice little advantage there already. But you can go, um, 
or not the bench, you've got an ability to go and add some guys, uh, like a Jordan Clarkson, who's going to be a points, threes, and free throws guys later on, with maybe three or four assists. A Norman Powell, who can help you in those later rounds. A Johnny Wall, a Cole Anthony, a Markel Fultz. These guys are available later. Whereas the influencing big men are not. I hope all of this made sense. It's not the easiest idea to get your head around always. And sometimes it seems counterintuitive. Points and assists are gone. They're going off the border. They're hard to get. Yeah, so maybe don't target them. Because knowing how the, the trends of these things happen, where assists start off really rare, and then there's a little bit more of a bump later on. Points are always going to be hard. We, we know that. Um, yeah, rebounds and, and blocks start off available, and then they, they, they go away. Round 9 or 10, they're cooked. They're done. Field goal percentage is hard to influence that category later on in the draft. So understanding that and building your team and knowing that if you get a couple of guys who are poor scorers early on, you're just not going to be able to come back in that category. There's never a time when you can come back. You might be able to come back in assists. You definitely um, will be able to come back in steals and free throws, but scoring, you can't. And rebounds and blocks, if you don't do mid-rounds of them, you can't come back on them later either. So use that to build your strategy. I hope it makes sense. Drop comments down below. Have a chat with each other in the YouTube video and talk about it. I'll, I'll jump in where I can. And if you are on Twitter, you can tweet at me. We can talk about it there as well. Follow me. This podcast, you'll never miss an episode. There's a lot of them coming. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Audacy app. If you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. Your thumb it up. You drop your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.